This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, um, uh, I'm continuing my message on faith basics because um, I think it's important that we walk in faith. And uh, praise God. And, um, you know, uh, I, I know that our faith is always... You know, a lot of times it's being tested. Anybody's faith being tested out here? Amen. Like every day? You know, you, you know your faith is being tested when you're waking up in a bad mood, when you're angry and upset. You, your faith might be being tested. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and so really, uh, when we're walking in faith, we should be walking in some peace. Can I get an amen? And, and so if we're out of peace, we might be out of faith. Amen. And uh, so uh, let's just go to our foundational scripture. And I love this scripture here. It's in Hebrews eleven six, And hopefully you have that memorized by now. And uh, it says here, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of all those who diligently seek him. So uh, we got to believe that God is and that God is a rewarder. Now, as I was meditating on this, lots of people, even Christians, believe in the existence of God. They believe that God exists. But it, it, it goes a little further than that. You got to believe more than that God is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God's out there. He is, you know. Even, even, you know, some natural people, people that don't have God, you know, really, they're not walking. God. Religious people believe that there's a God. But we got to believe more than that, that God just exists. In our faith walk, we got, we got to believe that he, he's more than just a God that just exists in, in, in his heavenly kingdom. No, he's a God that gets involved in our lives every day. He's a personal God that we serve. And we got to get a revelation of this, that God is involved in our lives every day. And he's a personal God. In the Old Testament, there's names for God. Any of you, I've, I've done studies on that. Have you ever studied out the names of God? And there, there's different names. But one of the names that are sticking out for me, because when we believe that God is, you got to believe that God is who? God is El Shaddai. What does that mean? God is El Shaddai. He is the mighty God or the all-sufficient God. In other words, God doesn't lack anything. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying? In other words, when you're with God, you don't lack any. Am I preaching today? If you're with God, you don't lack anything. In other words, God is with you. And if he's for you, it doesn't matter how many devils are against you and your family. You and God are a majority. Are you just listening to what I'm saying today? You and God. And, and sometimes when we're in life and we're facing different tests and trials, um, sometimes we feel that, that you know, we, we want to feel God. We want to hear a, a word from God. I, I, I got a lot of words for you from God right here. You don't have to have an audible voice. You don't have to have. A, thank God we have a prophetic word today that the glory is in this place. Thank God that God's moving in a real way in this service. But you know what? You don't have to have it. 
All you have to have is the general word of God and believe his word. Amen. Thank God when he confirms through prophecies, when he confirms through a, a word of knowledge. Thank God for those things. But we don't have to have all those things. Amen. We just need to believe. Look at your neighbor and say, believe God's word. So we must believe God's word. We must believe in, in the power of God's word. And there's lots of Christians um, that, that they hear the word, but they don't truly believe the word. And, you know, there's even, you know, you know we got to be very careful. And that's what got the Israelites in trouble in the Old Testament was because the Bible says in Hebrews, they didn't mix faith with the word of God. They saw God's miracles, right? The Israelites, you know, God delivered them to 10 plagues. They came out. What was amazing, what, what happened was they, uh, the Israelites were enslaved to the Egyptians. And, and God brought them out with silver and gold. And the Bible says there wasn't a feeble person among their tribes. This is Old Testament people. In other words, there wasn't a sick person in the group. Think about that. They came out wealthy and they came out healthy. And we're having problems believing that God can protect us in the new covenant. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we have problems, but God kept the Israelites. How much more in a new covenant that we have can he keep us? I'm going to say this. You can't keep yourself, but God can keep you. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? A lot of times what happens is we, we sometimes we forget the, the, the power of God. We, we, we forget what, uh, you know, that, that God can do something. We, we start putting our faith and trust in natural things. We put our faith and trust in, in natural medical science. Thank God for medical science. Thank God for vitamins. Thank God for medications. I, I'm not against those things. Thank God for, for doctors. Thank God. You know, a lot of us would be dead if it wasn't for doctors. But, you know, let's not put our faith and trust in the doctors. Let's not put our, all our faith and trust in the medications. Let's start putting our faith and trust in the word of God. Let's not wait. See, there's some of us, even some of you are watching online. You're waiting and, 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 and you know God's calling you to be back in church. But you're waiting for them to bring a cure first before you come out to church. Listen, listen. Jesus is the cure. Jesus is your protection. You know, if you can wait to medical science, you may be in the house for a long time. But thank God, you need, you need to take a step of faith and keep walking. In other words, we need to walk out our faith. How many people are walking out our faith? In other words, when things don't look right, when everything seems to go against the word of God, are you still walking out your faith? Are you still coming to church? Hello. Are you still reading your Bible? Hello. Are you still praying? Hello. Are you still praising? Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so we need, we as Christians, we need to not believe just only that God exists, but God is powerful and God is the most powerful being in the universe and nothing can come against his power. No devil in hell can hinder God's power in your life. And so it's interesting in, um, in Matthew 22 and, uh, and we're going to look at 29, uh, the Sadducees came to Jesus. I'm not going to read that whole account. 
But the Sadducees came to Jesus and uh, the Sadducees did not believe. There were the Pharisees, which was a religious group that, that, that claimed to follow God. And then there were the Sadducees. And they had different views. The Sadducees did not believe in that God in the resurrection of the dead. They, they, for some reason, they didn't believe it. The Pharisees did. They believed that God can actually resurrect the dead. And so the Sadducees did not believe in, in, in that God can raise the dead. Okay? And so that's why they were sad, you see. Sadducees. Sadducees. Okay. Man, you say I'm quick. <laughs> Come on. Sadducees. That's why they were sad, you see. And, uh, but they didn't believe in the resurrection of, uh, of the dead. And so they, they started testing Jesus. And they said, and back in that culture, if, uh, if, uh, if a man that was in a family uh, got married to a woman and, and he had brothers and that man died and they had no kids, then, it was, then the brother was supposed to marry the, 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 the widow and to have kids to bring the name of the, uh, of the family out. And so the Pharisees are saying, what if this lady got married seven times, had no kids and died? Which husband would be hers, you know, in the sweet by and by? And, and then Jesus answers them in Matthew 22, verse 29. He's, Jesus answered and said to them, you are mistaking, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. So, so what Jesus was saying to these Sadducees is, you don't understand the scriptures and you don't understand the power of God. God's ability to make something happen. And so, see, and sometimes I think in our belief system, we, we don't understand the scriptures. We, we, we read a scripture and can I get out of my chair today? We read a scripture, but then we say, but I know the word of God says this, but. You know, goats, but sheep says, yes, amen, so be it. Right? Sheep say, yes, amen, that's what the word, but goats say, but. You see, see, there's no faith in a but. Are you There's no faith in that. You can't say, well, I know the scripture says this, but. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So we got to get our butts out of the way. Amen. We got, we, are you listening to what I'm saying today? So the sad, so, so he, so Jesus said and answered him, you are mistaken, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. You know, God, God's word is not just a theological understanding of what, what salvation is. There's more than that. It's more than just a Bible lesson and a history lesson. No, there's power in the word of God. Amen. Say, I believe that. I believe and you've got to believe that, that that power works when you believe it and speak it. Amen. And, and let's look at Mark 6, 2. Uh, in six, it says here, it says here in six, two and six, it says, and when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach this in the synagogue, talking about Jesus. Many hearing him were astonished, saying, from whence has this man these things and what wisdom in which is given unto him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. So Jesus was preaching and he was demonstrating the kingdom of God by miracles happening. And so he was in his own hometown and, and now they're questioning. 
And it says, is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? And are not uh, his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, among his own kin, in his own house. And he could there do no mighty works, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went around about the villages teaching. So let, let's let's look at this. Jesus was preaching in his own hometown and uh, and the people started looking at Jesus. And instead of seeing him as a man being anointed by God, doing miracles that God's stamp of approval was in him on him, they started questioning who Jesus was. They said, isn't this the man that was that that was the carpenter? It doesn't he, he comes from a regular family, you know, and they started questioning, uh, uh, you know, Jesus. And, and it says here that that Jesus marveled at their unbelief. And it says here, this is interesting. It says that Jesus could do no mighty works because of their unbelief. This is what I want to say to you today. Can we hinder the power of God in our life through unbelief? Can we? Apparently we can. Because it, it, because it says here that Jesus, not he would not do any mighty works. That he could not do any mighty works. Not that he didn't want to do mighty works. You know, if you're going to be... If you're going to be showing off the kingdom of God and you're showing off the power of God and trying to reveal the glory of God in your ministry, wouldn't it be great that you, you reveal your glory in your own hometown? You know, most of his miracles happened in Capernaum. You know, it, it happened outside his hometown. Most of those miracles. So, 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 you, you know, he wanted to make good in his own hometown, but there were people that would not believe. Listen, listen, it's not just God alone and his power that's going to set you free. You're going to have to start believing. You're going to have to start believing that God's word is true, regardless of the circumstances. And too many of us are too focused on circumstances that it's nullifying our faith. And so we got to we got to get, you know, our, our faith in gear and start believing that this year that God is going to do mighty miracles. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So we got look at your neighbor and say, get your faith in gear. Amen. And, and and throttle it as hard as you can. Amen. Um, and so 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 look at this in Second Timothy three, five. This is very interesting. Uh, this is uh, Paul talking to Timothy and he's talking about people in the last days. And he starts saying that there's people in the last days. They're going to be lovers of themselves. They're going to be disrespectful to parents. They're going to be hateful and all this. He's talking about people in the last days. But one of the things he says in the fifth verse of 2 Timothy 3, he says, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. In other words, there's a lot of people that say that they're Christians and they believe, but they're denying the power of God in their life. They have a form of godliness. 
Yes, they read their Bible. Yes, they may come to church. They may say, yes, amen, pastor. But they, but, but they don't really truly believe that the power of God can work in their life. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? we got to start believing that God can do the impossible. we got to start believing that when we lay hands on the sick, God's going to do his work and recover those people that are sick. Somebody say, i got to believe. We don't need to have a form of godliness and we don't want to deny the power of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? See, I believe that this is a faith church. See, we're, we walk by faith and not by sight. So we're not considering. Yes, I'm not. I'm not. Yes, I'm saying it. I'm not considering the circumstances. I'm not going to allow the circumstances that may look contrary to God's word to override the truth of God's word in my life. I'm not going to allow it. I'm not going to allow what I see, even though it may look contrary to what I'm believing. I'm not going to let that trump my faith. Amen. You know, okay, listen, if you're going to have faith, you're going to have to keep hearing the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The problem with a lot of us is we're not hearing the word of God enough. What we're hearing is we're hearing a lot of bad news more than the word of God. We're listening to the, the, the watching CNN, you know, the corrupt news network. We're, and uh, we're, 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 you know, all the news networks, they have corruption in it. They, they preach a narrative. Man, I'm preaching today. I'm not taking it back. And they preach a narrative and they will keep telling you it just keeps getting worse. It's getting worse. Not in my life. It's getting better. The church is getting more full of people. Glory to God. People are coming out of the lockdown in Jesus' name. I believe that. People are believing God's word. You know, I was talking to one of the members here, Robert, and, and Robert had a problem. I don't think it was cancer, but it was something similar to that. And, and it, was, it, it may have been life-threatening. And, and this was a few years back. And, and um, you know, I prayed for, for, for Robert and, and the power of God hit him. And, and touched him, but, but he just didn't just rely on that. Thank God he just didn't rely on He took the healing scriptures, and he started reading the healing scriptures and, and confessing it out loud. Now, you know, when, when you get a bad report, I'm going to say what happens is normally fear will come into your equation. Whenever there's a bad report, the devil wants to put fear in us, uh, or get us in fear. Amen. You can't allow fear to be in your life. And, and so even even even, you know, when you get a report, even Robert was dealing with some fear because the enemy is going to say, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. You might catch Corona. You're going to listen. Listen, you may catch Corona or you may not. You may get hit by a car. And you, you may slip in the bathtub. You better have some faith for living your life. In other words, there's a thousand ways you could die. There's a thousand ways. I, I, and I doubt it's going to be the coronavirus. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? No, you better have faith to live. You know what I'm saying? You better start believing that God's power can protect you regardless of what the circumstances are. You know, my mom was, was uh, in Pennsylvania and she was out there. I don't know what the reason was, uh, but she was out there visiting her relatives and she was at a restaurant 
And uh, the restaurant uh, had um, was, you know, elevated and had, uh, I guess, um, concrete steps that came up to the to the restaurant. And when she came down, I guess they were steep. She fell and she fell down. I don't know how many steps there were, three or four steps all the way down to the ground. And you know what? You know, she should have been hurt. And she said she didn't feel any pain. And she went to the doctor and nothing. She had not a broke. Nothing broke. Everything. Why? Because she has angels around her, guarding her and protecting her in all her ways. It was a miracle. See, we can die over anything. But you know what? God is with us. We can't be afraid of some corona, some invisible virus. No, there's, a, there's an invisible power of God that's resident when we believe him. We just got to start believing him. We just got to believe that he can save us, he can deliver us, and he can set us free. We got to mix with believing with our faith. Amen. We got to mix it. So, so we don't want to have a form of godliness and deny the power of God in our life. And, and, we, and we don't want to, you know, be, oh, you never know what, what can happen. But this, but that. Anything can happen when you get up in the morning. But thank God we can trust God. Say, I trust God. Amen. In Romans 12 and 2, it says this way. Because, see, see the, the, the world worries. The world frets. The world is, is super cautious in, 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 in how they live their life because they're trying to protect themselves, right? In other words, they want to protect themselves. But in God, when you're, de- when, you're, when, you're, when you're dead to yourself and you're alive in Christ, you don't need to have self-preservation kicking in into your life. In other words, when you're already dead, then, then, then nothing's going to worry you. In other words, you're alive in Christ. You're not trying to protect yourself. Amen. Amen. No, 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 no. You're living your life for Christ. Amen. And when you live your life for Christ, God takes care of you. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm preaching this morning. So it says in Romans 12 and 2, it says, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of mind that you may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, so what it is saying is that as Christians, we can take on the, the world's views. We can take on the world's fears. We can take on the way the world acts. And we're not supposed to be like that. No, we're supposed to take on how Christ would act. Amen. And so when, let me just finish the story with with uh, Robert. He 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 took the scriptures that we have and, you know, and he started reading them out loud. And he and I was talking to him just before the service. He probably didn't even know I was going to add this into my message. But anyway, thank you, Robert. And um, and so. Uh, he said, at, Pastor, as I started reading the scriptures out loud, at first it didn't really kick in. But after a while, I started believing. I started believing. In other words, the word of God will cause belief to come into your system. And after a while, he started walking in true faith. Because there's a false faith called mental ascent. That's a false faith. You're mentally assenting to the truth, but you're not really walking in it. You say, oh, yes, amen. But, but you know, oh, yes, amen. God wants to prosper me and, and bless me financially, but you don't tithe. Go ahead. Go 
It's quiet in this Methodist church. Because if you really believe that God wants to prosper and bless you, then you're, I'm preaching today. It was good up until that point, Pastor. Did you have to talk about money? But what I'm saying is, is that our faith is going to be tested in every area of our lives. It will be tested in our finances. And, and the proof in the pudding, or the proof in the pudding in the eating, is are you going to be obedient to his word? Are you going to be a giver? Are you going to be a sower? Are you going to sow? Are you, is your faith in your savings account? Or is it in the account of the almighty God? No, my faith, in my, my money can be gone like that. I could have money and it could be God, but my faith better be, my trust and faith better be in God Almighty. In other words, in God we trust. Amen. And so when we give out of a heart of faith and and, and devotion and love, we don't give by law, we give by love. It's not a law thing, it's a love thing. It's your love and devotion. You tithe give up because you love God, not because it's a law, it's a love thing. It's a devotion thing. You want to sh- show to God that you love him and, and, and that, that, your, that your money is, it, it, it belongs to God. But what belongs to God, uh, what you have belongs to God and what God has belongs to you. Amen. Because remember, I preached last week or maybe the other week that it's God's. He, he, he delights in giving us the kingdom of God. He delights in giving us the kingdom. Amen. And so we don't want to have a form of godliness and, and deny the power. And we don't want to be conformed to the world, but we want to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. By the way, uh, Robert, that was believing uh, when he went into surgery. Uh, and they said that it was a lot less than what they thought it was. And it was a very minor, minor surgery when he went in. And matter of fact, they said that the growth that was that they were dealing with was shrinking. Was a lot less. Matter of fact, they said, if you wait a couple more weeks, we probably didn't even have to do surgery. No, I'm just adding that in. But but Robert was saying, man, pastor, I should have believed that I even had that surgery done. You know, and why? Because sometimes it's a process. Some of us, we want it like microwave faith. We want it right now. But sometimes there's a process in walking it out. Yo, do you got to walk it out, Pastor? Yeah, you got to walk it out until the blessings start running after you. You got to walk it out. Somebody say, I'm walking it out. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I remember a story about this lady. And, uh, and this was in World War II, and this was over in London, and she was, and, and what would happen was that, you know, Germany was bombing uh, England at that time. And uh, so whenever the, the sirens would go off, people would run to the, uh, you know, the, uh, the shelters, the bomb shelters. Remember, I think back in the 70s, if you didn't have a bomb shelter, you weren't in, you know, and I think people were building bomb shelters back in the 70s. They were afraid of nuclear war. But uh, and uh, and so they would run to the bomb shelters. And and one of the people noticed one of the ladies that normally is in that bomb shelter. She wasn't there. And every time those sirens, everybody would huddle in that bomb shelter. Right. And, and, And they said, what happened? Did she get killed? You know, because they're dropping bombs down here. And so finally, one of the people who were just trying to figure out saw her on the street uh, like a couple days later and said, hey, we, we, we thought you were we thought you were out for the count. 
We thought you didn't make it. Well, you haven't been coming to the bomb shelter. Why? She said, well, you know, I, I read in the scriptures that, you know, God never sleeps or slumbers. And, um, and I figured that if he doesn't sleep or slumber, then why should I stay up at, at night and, and, and worry about my life? So I, I decided to put my faith in God and just go home when the sirens went off. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so this was a script. So, so in other words, she put her faith and trust in God and she survived the war. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Now, look, look at this. Now, I'm not saying not be, be cautious, but I'm saying that she allowed her faith to kick in. In other words, she was reading the scriptures and it came alive and she didn't have to worry about it anymore. Think about that. Look at Psalms 121, 1 through 8. Let's look at this. This is really awesome. This is where she got this. And I, I read this uh, last night and I thought it was awesome. It says here, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. Amen. Who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is the shade of your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. In other words, you're not going to get a sunburn. No, we'll keep moving on. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve you going out and you're coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. What if we read this scripture every day? What if we started meditating on these scriptures every day? We would not be afraid to get out of our house. We would start believing that God is, oh, you listen to what I'm saying to you today. We need to get it in us. We need to get the word in us. It, it can't be just external. It has to become move from external to being internal. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Amen. I, I like to watch movies. Anybody like to watch movies out here? I love movies. And, uh, and sometimes, you know, and, and I, I like, you know, if I watch it, I watch a movie like, hey, anybody ever watch like a movie you like, like more than like once? Yes. Have you ever watched a movie like three times? Yes. The same movie? Yes. How about four times? Yes. We got some movie buffs out here. But then and you start watching a the movie, then can some of you even quote some of the lines of your movie? Can some of you quote some of the lines of your favorite movie? You should be able to quote some. Uh, Three days from now, I'll be harvesting my crops. See where you would be at, and it will be so. Stand with me. Hold the line. What movie is that from? The Gladiator. Stand with me. Hold the line. If you see yourself riding in fields of, uh, of green grass, do not be alarmed because you're already dead, and you are in Elysium, which would be heaven. Amen. This is right before he went into battle. And he said, and he said, gentlemen, what we do in this life will echo in eternity. And they went in for their death, you know, their possible deaths into, into, the, into the war. Amen. And I'm going to say this. What we do in this life is going to echo in eternity. What, how we live our life is going to echo in eternity. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Everything we do, how we live our life, what we say, what we do for others is going to echo in eternity. Gladiator, man, that's, oh, glory to God. I know 
It's a, it's a blood and guts movie, but, you know, I'm a guy. I kind of like that kind of stuff. Amen. <laughs> Amen out here like uh, these war movies. Any war, any war. Some of the ladies like the war movies too, don't you, ladies? Okay, thank God. I got, a, I got some ladies that like war movies. You're okay with the blood and guts. It's quiet in here. I can't get you guys... Glory to God. Amen. I know my, my wife loves it. She loves that karate stuff. If she, she sees some karate movie. My wife's all into that. And, and she's giving me a judo chop chop when I'm not doing right. Amen. One time, you know, uh, you know, well, I won't go there. But anyway, she will give you a judo chop chop. Amen. Some, sometimes us guys need a judo chop chop every once in a while. Amen. Glory to God, just a smack in the beaker to know that we're, you know, that keep us in line. Amen. Amen. And so, and so anyway, um, uh, let's look at this, uh, this story here, because I'm going to say this. One side of faith is believing, and the other side of faith I want to talk to you about, and I'm barely going to get into this, is that we got to call those things that be not as though they were. This is a faith principle in the Bible, and we can't call it like it is. We got to call those things, you know, into existence that we're believing God to do in our life. And, and it, let's look at this because this is really good. And I'm going to try to uh, sum this up really quick. And um, it says here in Romans four sixteen through twenty two, and this is about this is Abraham I'm talking about Abraham, the father of our faith. It says here, therefore, it is a faith that might be according to grace. I just want to stop there. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be according to grace. Now, now you could say it this way. Therefore, it is of believing that it could be according to God's power. You could say it like that. In other words, if faith is believing and grace is God's power. So according to our believing will be according to God's power in our life. Amen. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be according to grace or God's power to do whatever we're believing him to do in our life. Amen. So that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of faith of Abraham, who is the father of us. Of us all, as as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Now, this is really interesting. God called Abraham uh, a uh, a father of many nations before he had the promised child, Isaac. Think about that. God said, "You are a father of many nations before he even had the promised child." Matter of fact, God changed his name from Abram to Abraham, meaning father of many nations or father of multitudes. So what was God doing? God did a couple of things. What he did was when, when Abraham, Abraham was a little depressed at one time. I think it was in, uh, in, in Genesis chapter 15, I believe. And he was a little depressed because he didn't have a son. And then God, you know, you know, led him outside and said, look at the stars. And he said, see all those stars? That's going to be your descendants. Can you number the stars? God, what God was doing was God was giving him a vision. And you see, listen, if you can't see, your, see yourself doing it, you won't do it. If you can't get a vision of doing something, it ain't going to come to pass. 
In other words, the, the, the word of God will bring a vision in our life and give us the boldness to do what he's calling us to do. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? When the word of God becomes real, it will give us the boldness to step out onto the water. And so here, he's saying here that I have made you a father of many nations. So he's, 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 he's given him a, a revelation that, that when God adds to us, he adds everything. And so he said, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who believe God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Amen. Who contrary to hope in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be and not being weak in faith. He did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. Giving glory to God, being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. Therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. So there, there's a lot in this, but let's, let's, let's just pick this out. And I'm going to give you a few points and I'll close this down. The, the first key to walking in great faith and, and, and calling those things that being all though they were. The first key is you've got to have faith in God's word. That, that his word has enough power that in his word to bring to pass whatever you're believing God for. Amen. You must believe that God has put sufficient amount of power in his. See, listen, the Bible here, God's word and God are the same. In other words, God's word, God is his word. Jesus said, my my. Words are spirit, John 6, 63. My words are spirit and they are life. This is not just a textbook. This is not just a history book. Yes, there's words in here, but it's impregnated with God's power. And when you allow the power of God's word and you start believing it, that activates the power of God's word in your life. Say, I believe it. So we must believe that in Matthew 8, 13, uh, it says here, then Jesus said to the centurion, go your way as you have believed. So let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. So, you know, the story I, I teach on this quite often. But the centurion came to Jesus and Jesus at that time was going to people's homes and going to them and laying hands on the sick. The Bible talks about that. And but but that was a method that Jesus used. By healing people. But, 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 but this centurion said to Jesus, you know, you don't have to go the natural route. You don't even have to come to my house. All you have to do is speak the word. And I believe it. If you just speak the word. Because I know you have authority. And I know that whatever you say is going to happen. And so Jesus was like, this man doesn't even want me to do it the traditional way. He doesn't even want me to come to his house. He's just telling me just to speak the word. And Jesus was blown away. Just said, wow, this is great faith. You're not even going the traditional way in this. Amen. And, and so, and then Jesus said to the go your way as you have believed. Think about that. So let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Think about that. 
So, 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 so we have to believe that God's word, that it, that it has enough power sufficient to, to make it happen and what we're believing him for. Number two, faith in God's word believes before seeing it. Faith in God's word believes before seeing it. Amen. In other words, you got to believe it before you see it. See, a lot of us were waiting. Well, well, I'm waiting for God to move. Then I will believe it. That's the Thomas kind of faith. See, Thomas, Thomas, I don't know where he was at. But when Jesus appeared to all the other disciples, I talked about this before, Thomas wasn't there and Jesus revealed himself to them as the resurrected Jesus. And then Tom, and then they told Thomas, we saw Jesus. He's resurrected. It's unbelievable. And Thomas said, I don't believe you. They had 10 witnesses. Right? I don't believe you. My Lord. And, and ten witnesses. No, no, Jesus is real. Man, we saw him. We saw the holes in his hands. We saw everything. The, the, the man's alive. And he, I don't believe it. Jesus. And then finally, Jesus, if it, I'm, t- I'm telling you, Thomas would end up going to hell. If, if Jesus didn't have mercy on his soul and showed up again. Because he, he would not have believed it. And it would have sent him straight to hell. Even though he walked with Jesus. Say, I got to believe to go to heaven. Amen. And so and so Jesus, thank God for Jesus and his mercy. Say, thank God for his mercy. And Jesus said, OK, I'm going to show and showed up in that upper room and, to, and went walked straight to Thomas. Wait, OK, there, there's all the group. Thomas. Put your hand, put your fingers in my, my hands. Put thrust your hand in my side, and do not be unbelieving, but be believing. And he said, "Blessed are those that don't see me and believe." What is he? What is God saying to us this morning? Blessed are those that don't have to have all the words of knowledge and all the prophets. Thank God for that, and, and have to have a word from God. No, thank God you can believe it, even if you don't have all that. Even if you haven't seen an angel, even if you haven't seen Jesus in a vision, thank God you can believe him anyway. Some people say, I just if I could just see Jesus, if Jesus could just appear for me, it would be it would it would do so much for my faith. No, you can see Jesus in the scriptures more real than Jesus appearing to you right now in the flesh. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And, and when you get a hold of the word of God and you start and you and you start reading the scriptures, just like Robert, and he started confessing the scriptures, it became real to him. And when it became real to him, he was walking in true faith and the fear dissipated in his life. Amen. It says now now it happened. Look at Luke 17. Uh, now it happened as he went to Jerusalem, talking about Jesus, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then he entered into a certain village. There met him ten men who were leopards, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go, show yourself to the priests. And so it was that they went and they, uh, so it was they, as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorified God, fell down on his face, on his face at, at, at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And he was Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, where uh, were there not ten cleansed? But 
Where are the other nine? Were, were there not, not any found who returned uh, to give glory to God except the foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. So let's just look at this. When Jesus saw these leopards, think about this. He said, just turn around and as you go, you'll be healed. See, if they, if they, decide, if they thought in their minds, well, I'm not healed right now. Why even go? If they didn't move, if they didn't bust a move to move towards the temple to show that they were healed, they would have all been sick. But what they did was they turned and they and they reacted and they responded on Jesus's word. They they turned and they started walking as they started walking towards the temple. They started getting healed. See, what I'm going to say to you today is God's power is working in us. And as we walk it out and we keep walking, God's power is going to deliver us and set us free. As we're praying for our children, as we're praying for our job situation, whatever we're praying for, we just got to walk it out. And as we're believing God, God's going to work it out. Do you believe that today? Number three, faith in God's word doesn't get frustrated in the process, but keeps believing by giving thanks. See, sometimes when we've been believing for a long time, and we haven't seen God's, you know, hand. It doesn't seem like we've seen God's hand in the midst of the situation. We get frustrated. And am I talking to anybody today? And so what the enemy wants to do is he wants us to get frustrated and he wants us to start speaking what is. Oh, things ain't going to ever change. They're always going to be the same. I'm going to always be broke. I'm never going to have a break. Well, you're going to get what you say. Don't let the enemy get you talking like that. Don't, don't allow him to talk like that. You know, notice in Romans 4, 20 and 22, it says here about, about Abraham. It says he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to f- perform. Therefore, it was accounted to him as righteousness. So it says here, even though Abraham waited a long time for Isaac... And it, and it took a long time when God called him out. He called him out at 75. Uh, he didn't see Isaac for 25 years. You can say that's a long time. And so but but it said here when when he got the revelation that he was not Abram, but Abraham, father of many nations. And he started believing it. God manifested the promised child. And so it says here, as he was walking it out. He was giving glory to God. In other words, as we walk out our faith, we want to be praising and thanking God for what not what he has done, but what he is doing now. We need to start thanking God that our kids are walking with God. We got to start thanking God that our boss likes us. We got to start thanking God that our spouse likes us. That's if you have problems with your marriage. Right. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? You've got to start believing and praising God in the midst of it. Amen. In other words, it says in Hebrews 6, 12, that you be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. How do we inherit the promises of God? Through faith and patience. It's not just through faith alone. No, no. There's a process in our faith. And our faith, as we keep walking it out, it will surely come to pass. It will come to pass. But pastor, it's been a long time. It's been, it's been five years. Well, it was 25 years for Abraham. And listen, listen, you're still alive. 
Amen. If you're still alive, keep walking it out. Keep praising God until you see it. Glory to God. And and faith sees it before it comes to pass. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For elders obtained a good report through faith. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen are not made of things which appear. In other words, when God said, let there be light in Genesis 1, you know, it was darkness out here. But God did not say it's dark out here. He said, let there be light and light came. In other words, God speaks light in the dark areas and the dark realms of this universe and light comes. Glory to God and light of God's word. When you start speaking God's word and the light of God's word will show up any darkness in our lives and it will transform the darkness that's trying to overcome us. And it will cause God's truth to cause us to raise up and be mighty giants and victors in him. Do you believe that today? Did you receive it today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you are calling us to walk in faith and not fear. And and Father God, I know that, that you want us to believe in your power that's able to do all that you say it can do. The power of your spoken word. And Father God, I just thank you for these precious saints out here that that they came out to church in belief. And, and I know there's some believing you for transformation, for restoration, for healing, for miracle uh, financial blessings. And Father, I thank you, Lord God, as we stand on your faith and take these faith principles, we will receive all that your word says that we can have. And I thank you, Father God, for these precious people and those that are watching by, by telecast. And maybe you're watching and you don't know where you stand with God. And, and I'm telling you, by confessing Jesus as your Lord, you can be translated out of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son's love. And so I want to encourage you. Maybe you're not, you haven't fully given your lives to God. Today is the day of salvation. You may not have another chance. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. So I, I want to encourage you to make a confession of faith in Jesus Christ today. Say this if you're ready to move in God today. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. If- We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.